Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching from Israel by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. This week, we near the end of Jesus' teaching of the Beatitudes during his Sermon on the Mount on Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. We're so glad you've joined us today. I am David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif, and I am kind of sad dash glad. And the reason, gang, is because we're at the end of this series I know. on it, the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Our ending can be new beginnings for people that take this stuff serious. That's good. It's always kind of sad when we end a good series, and this has been wonderful. Yes. And it's just really been, to me, foundational teaching for how do we walk out our life. And that is the God's honest truth. Easy to understand, but also... The footage has just been incredible where you have taught from in Galilee. It's just been amazing. Well, you're kind to say it. I think the real star of it all are the dramatic vignettes that go in conjunction with, to tell you the truth. You know, I'm like a talking head, and our viewers, thank you for sending me to Israel with your donations, and thank you for paying for the actors and the dramas and everything. Uh, it's not for purposes of entertainment as much as it is to communicate life-saving truth. First-class right. production, first-class teaching. Thank you. We're just honored to be a part of all of this. Well, we're all students in the same class. We're yes. all learners, aren't we? That's yeah. great. Right now, take your Bible to Matthew 7 as we start today's teaching. Considering himself holy, a man stands on the pathway reading scripture from a scroll. Certainly he will be noticed by those walking by. Certainly he will be noticed by the Lord. Lord, Lord, stop. I have prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and I have done many wonders in your name. I don't know you says the Lord, and he continues on his journey. The capacity for self-deceit has always amazed me. I know that we can do a good job of fooling other people. It amazes me how we can do a better job of fooling ourselves. Sometimes we're just so snug in our religiosity, we think that you know, we're all impressed by it, and other people are, and we think the Lord is. Well, I want to serve notice to the fact that He isn't. Behind me is the place where some 2,000 years ago the Lord gave what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And it was there where He put the landing gears down on that message by saying, listen, I am not over 
impressed by self-righteous religious people. Um, it sounds pretty forceful and heavy, and I know we're supposed to be all upbeat on TV, but I think when I teach the Bible, I'm supposed to be just talking about what he's talking about. And he says here, in verse 21 through 23 of the seventh chapter, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. There's a lot of people that do the proverbial talking the talk, but the problem is, is they don't walk the walk. The, uh, uh, the Lord says here, you do a good job of prophesying and casting out demons. There's, there's a lot of uh, charisma there, but the problem is, is there's not a lot of character. There can be a lot of knowledge there too with religious people, but listen to me please, it's really not just about creeds, it's about deeds. While it's true that we, we need to get our understanding of the essence and the substance of the Christian life organized into doctrine, while we need to do that to understand faith, it's extremely important to engage in the world of practice. And the reason why I mention that isn't because I'm just in a bad mood, by golly, or, you know, I can't think of anything else to say, so I'll just kind of get heavy with you. Nah, when you look at what's called the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord talks a lot about deed. He talks about uh, managing the interior world. He talks about uh, dealing with anger. He talks about dealing with sexual impulses. He talks about dealing with uh, people that we get sideways with in webs of relationships. He talks about marriage. He talks about uh, us not being pompous and self-righteous in charity, but give, expecting God to bless. He, he talks to us about praying not to impress other people, but to, to get to the heart of God. He talks to us about giving, about laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. He talks to us about being loving, caring, sharing people. It's not just about tooting the horn. It's not just about uh, prancing around, you know, looking all religious and everything in church. Listen to me, there's 168 hours in a week and I'm thrilled personally if you opt to spend one of them in a church building. But there's 167 other hours coming to you from the Sea of Galilee, here in Israel. I'm not coming to you from a church building per se. Over here, by the way, it's like one big church. You need to come with me to Israel. The whole atmosphere here is inspiring to be sure. Coming to you from this place, I wanna just underscore that, that what it means to be Christian isn't just worked out in, uh, on a particular address on a Sunday morning, but it's worked out in living experience. Jesus says, be loving, be sharing, be caring. Look to do good deeds in this world, mitzvahot. Be gracious, be graceful. Get out there in the world and be salt and light in the world. And by virtue of your loving, caring, and sharing, the Lord's gonna look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lachen. <laughs> כל השומע את דבריי אלה ועושה אותם, יהיה דומה לאיש נבון, אשר בנה את ביתו על הסלע. As the Lord concludes his teaching on the mount, he likens those who apply his precepts to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. A strong, sturdy house is the result of diligent work and careful attention to detail. A solid foundation is paramount. Once completed, such a house will withstand all manner of storms. And the rain descended, the floods came, 
and the winds blew and beat on the house, and the house stood strong. But the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and great was its fall. I believe that all of us should be very concerned for our future. And the reason why I believe that is we are all going to spend the rest of our lives in the future. And what becomes of us in that future is going to have something to do with the decisions that we make in life now. It's not about circumstances around us. It's not about other people. Success in life is predicated upon making the right kind of decisions. I mention that because Jesus said that he who hears these words of mine and does them will be like someone who built on a good foundation. And when the storms come, there's flash of lightning and thunder and there's precarious rains and winds that blow. When all that happens, as it surely does happen, as we make our journey from the womb to the tomb, when all that happens, the person can be, quote, rest assured. And think of the term, rest assured. The, indivi the individual can take solace in knowing that they've built life on a good foundation and they will outlive the challenges that come in life. Whereas those, says the Lord, who hear these words of mine and do not do them, this is like someone that builds on a lousy foundation. And then when life happens, as life surely does, the good, the bad, the ugly, the difficult seasons and the rest, when all that comes upon, the person collapses because they had more form than foundation. They lack the substance to weather the trials. You ever heard the expression weathering the trials? Well, listen to the Lord's word. Once upon a time, our culture was moored to Judeo-Christian values. And hence the expression to weather the storms, or uh, that has something to do here with the storms that Jesus says are thrust against individuals in their homes. Consider with me that success in life, according to the Lord, is predicated upon, quote, hearing his words, debar in Hebrew, the word, as I recall, comes from an expression meaning the real thing. Those who hear the real thing of Jesus and do them, this, according to the Lord, is a recipe for success in life. I want to underscore here the importance of actually hearing the words of Jesus. And the reason why I mention that is I know that myself as a preacher, teacher, pastor, theologian type, my mind can be so cluttered with my own anxieties and tensions and, and baggage. When I get up to speak, uh, I don't want it to be my own clutter, but rather, Lord have mercy, just through me, through this guy that's trying to do it, Lord, please be gracious and let people uh, hear you through me. We need to hear the words of Jesus and do them. What better way, by the way, than for you yourself to actually pick up the Bible and hear him out. Coming to you from Israel here where the Sermon on the Mount was played out. I'm pleased to remind you of Jesus' words and to encourage you as with myself. Let's make sure that we hear what he says and let's do it so that we can enjoy the success and security that we all hope for, but that not everybody 
cheese. Our offer on this program, the eight-part series, Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace, on two DVDs. What does it mean to walk in the footsteps of Israel's Messiah? To search out and answer, Dr. Jeffrey Scythe takes viewers to the Galilee region of northern Israel, where our Lord delivered his magnificent Sermon on the Mount. Eight half-hour programs include on-location reenactments, all performed by Hebrew-speaking Israelis, authentic teaching, authentic drama, the authentic word. Ask for Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. Everywhere we take you on our tours to Israel really is life-changing for everyone. But come on, the Jesus boat where Dr. Seif taught It's today. a pinnacle, isn't it? Everyone that we talked to that has taken a Zola tour said that boat ride that we take early morning, we it's almost a sunrise tour. We get up early to go, it's yes. gorgeous. And we have worship on the Sea of Galilee with one of our great friends, Daniel Carmel. He's a believer in Messiah, and he leads us on this incredible journey and tour. Scripture, worship, yes. life-changing. And Jeff is actually on one of the Jesus boats, I believe Daniel's, today mm -hmm. filming. Amazing things. Two times a year we go to the Holy Land. Come with us. Your life will change. Now let's go back to that beautiful Sea of Galilee. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and he taught them as one having authority. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You are the light of the world. Whoever compels you to go a mile, go with him too. Love your enemies. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Judge not that you be not judged. Knock and it will be opened to you. You will know them by their fruits. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. There's a, a calming, gentle breeze behind me, and it feels good here in the midi summer when I'm filming this segment atop the Mount of Beatitudes, the very place where Jesus at the first gathered people unto himself to give this 
uh, Torah from the top, as I call it, to give the essence and the substance of what it means to be Christians. He spelled it out. Oh, it's inspirational here. There's the wind that's blowing all over me. There's the Sea of Galilee behind me. There's the beautiful uh, flowers around me here in this garden. A little bit of paradise here in Israel at the very place where Jesus taught about the way people can find peace and walk out peace as they make their journey from the womb to the tomb. There's a church that's set atop this site. Pilgrims come here still from all over the world of all different Christian persuasions in order to re-experience what it was to be with Jesus on that Sermon on the Mount. myself the question, what I learned from my brief experience with the Prince of Peace here in the Galilee as I, with you, walked in his footsteps and considered the famous Sermon on the Mount. I learned a number of things, one of which is that the God quest pays. Jesus began his Torah from the top teaching saying that those that see God find him that the meek inherit, that the gentle are the better, that the poor and the disenfranchised, the abused, get their just deserve. I learned that if we seek, if we ask, if we pursue him, we'll find him, if we seek him with all of our heart. And I learned this as well, and this is a tough lesson in tough times, that, that if we seek him, that he's going to take care of us financially. It's, it's so easy to worry in the current economy, but you know, it's always been easy to worry. That's why Jesus said, don't worry. Oh, he said it in different ways, but uh, the, the sum of all teaching is, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto us. And from that I understand him to say that, uh, that he's got our back. He said, don't hoard money greedily. Don't have an evil eye and be disconcerned for the people around. Be unconcerned for those around about. He said, lay up treasures in heaven, different ways. He says the same thing at the end of days, and that is, be a gracious, decent person. Be a sadiq, be a righteous person. And that entails charity. Jesus talked about being charitable and giving with the right kind of intention. And the motive not being in order to let the world know how charitable we are, but rather if we give in secret, the Lord says that the Heavenly Father who sees in secret will reward us. That applies to prayer. It applies to other things as well. And if I understand Jesus correctly, the Jesus who spoke from this place to my heart and yours some 2,000 years ago, if I understand him correctly, there's a payday for those who make it their way to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, Israel's Messiah. But if he's, of course, he's not just the Messiah of Israel. He is the Savior of the world. And so from this place all over the world, some 2,000 years later, the pilgrims come to breathe the air, to see the sights, and to be at the place where Jesus talked about how to have life 
and have it abundantly. The Hebrew word for life is high. I've learned that. And Dr. Saifi talked today about life abundant, far and beyond just walking through the day by day. That's true. You know, in abundance, people think in terms of money, it's not just that. Certainly, I'd rather have a few dollars in my pocket than none, but a sense of happiness, satisfied relationships, it all contributes to a sense of well-being that wouldn't otherwise be there. And I think we have, let me shake your hand, we have walked through 30 years of marriage abundantly. Yes. Thank you for that. We've tried to not just live life. And the best you can do for 30 years is ah. give the handshake. Well, we're I know on it's TV. camera. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you know. It's but it is, I don't think Jesus just wanted us to walk through life. At we follow the Lord and we just walk through life. There's some, there needs to be something different about our marriages and our relationships and how we deal with others. It needs to you know be above this, and beyond. Do you know where this gesture came from? No. The handshake? This is the, the gun hand or the sword hand, and it's extending it to another. It's a gesture of peace, that is to say non-adversarial. There's a kind of bond of peace. And in effect, that certainly is what the Prince of Peace is all about. And certainly the series that we looked at um, through all of these programs is all about establishing that connection. So I know it was in jest, kind of, sort of, but it's a great <laughs> gesture. Is that better? Is there that you better? go. Okay. But, but, but it really bespeaks the moment how to get people to link up again with God and others. There you go. I love the story that we saw today about the wise men building his house upon the rock. I, I've heard that since Sunday school back in second grade. Yes. Powerful. That's how we want to live our marriage. Right. Strong foundation. Wise. There you go. Yes, indeed. And you also touched on money and marriage. Those are two big M's in they our really relationships. They really are the M&M's, you know. <laughs> the, uh, and both of them are rather precarious to talk about. Uh, there's trouble in both in culture today. But, you know, you open up the biblical text, there's biblical medicine for life's assorted hurts. And uh, we already heard through Jesus' teaching, Yeshua giving voice to uh, the imperative, be gracious, to care, to share, to not lay up selves treasures in heaven and and certainly as well both husband and wife looking to the Lord can bond peace there that wouldn't otherwise be Amen. there. Life-changing stuff. Yes. There's more to come. We'll be right back. If you only watch us on television, you're missing additional content available only on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can always visit our website, which is home base for all of our ministry activities and information. There you can sign up for our free monthly newsletter, watch the TV program, or visit the online store. Join us as we tour Israel and Petra. Please contact us for more information. We would love to hear from you. Shalom, chavirim. One of the more fun words you're going to hear here in Israel is the word lechaim. And we use it when we toast in celebration, lechaim. It means to life. Do you remember the movie Fiddler on the Roof and Friday night when he sings to life, to life, lechaim? Now every Shabbat, when we gather around as a family, my children and husband and I, we take our glasses and after we bless the wine, before we drink, we toast our glasses together and everybody scrambles around the table to try and get each glass toasted. So this week, as you toast or as you gather to celebrate the Shabbat, maybe you can add this tradition to your family and say, to life, lechaim, from my family to yours. 
I am honored to say that Sarah Lieberman is a friend, and to Sarah I say l'chaim. Yes. I have my coffee mug. Yes. We've been to Israel. Yes. So when you toast, okay, we don't. You want to toast l'chaim to life, right? Hear it? No. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was our Hebrew word. Look, I'm thrilled. Yes, to <laughs> life. I love it. You're picking up some Hebrew, huh? Good, I, I am. I guess being involved in this ministry has really increased your Jewish <laughs> awareness, huh? I love it. We do. I hope your involvement in this series has increased your Jesus awareness. Uh, and we're just finishing up here, of course, uh, a series that really was a joy to produce. Uh, it's a rerun at one level. That is that I had filmed it initially in 2005, and we're bringing it back to life because Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and we want to bring him back to life because we want to bring you back to life. If you say l'chaim to this ministry, please help put some life in the life because uh, it takes a few dollars to get this out in the world, and we spend very little time asking people to help us. And we're really helping, uh, endeavoring to help a new generation come to know the Lord. And if you want to help us to do that, we greatly appreciate it. But of course, we're going to love you and come to you either way. Amen. The series has been incredible where you've taught from, where the dramatic reenactments happen. We couldn't yeah. do that without, without you folks. And we thank you so much for that. Yes, yes. And thank you for such great teaching. We have more coming next week. We're not done. I mean, we're done with the series, but we have more coming with our Jewish roots. If people can get the series, I think it's a great present to give people, mm -hmm. to get a, you know, people order the uh, DVDs and it helps pay some of our bills. And it's a great gift to give to someone, to, uh, to see the Yeshua story I agree. come alive. That's right. I agree. We end this series with a song from our founder, Zola Levitt. But before we do that, as you go, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. 
please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. This has been a paid program brought to you by Zola Levitt Ministry.